0: Good morning, vendors and non vendors alike, and welcome to the Republic City Dispatch, a radio program covering Nickelodeon's Legend of Korra series. This week, there's no Korra to discuss, so our attention is turned to the land of graphic novels, where Fire Lord Zuko has convinced Avatar Aang to let Azula join the gang on the search for the truth about his long-lost mother. And now, without further ado, your hosts who mostly have mothers, Matt, Dave, and Davindra.
1: <laughs> Mostly. Uh, hi, this is Republic City Dispatch. I'm Matt Patches. Uh, with me, as always, Davindra Hardawar. Hello, hello. And Dave with a 7, Gonzalez. That would be me. Uh, and we were down a Joanna Robinson. I guess her, her voice was... Not up to podcasting standards, of which they are very high for her. So she is too
0: much frozen; she couldn't nervous. let it go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Belting that soundtrack—it's addictive. Um, but e- despite not having a new episode of Korra, um, as as that continues to stew within us, maybe we'll return to um, season two, book two of Korra at some point to discuss the entire thing. But for now, uh, we wanted to to indulge people because they've been asking us um, to cover. The Search, the, the three-part um, comic book set in Avatar The Last Airbender World, um, follow up to The Promise and I guess it's preceding another set of comic books that's coming down the line called The Rift. Um, so we, we pretty much have to talk about The Search. It's essential to the mythology. It's very much in tune with the past shows and um, perhaps where, where, how things lead up to Korra if we eventually meet Zuko in the Korra world as Dave wishes we would.
0: Well, here's here's why I think that the <laughs> Avatar comics are important. Uh, they're not necessarily comics that you could pick up with no knowledge of the television series. Uh, mm-hmm. Either of them, really. I mean, you, it helps to know Korra just because, especially with the promise, like what you was going to become seemed important. And then now, mm-hmm. obviously, the search is uh, we finally get some answers about Zuko's mom, which is we waited the whole original series for so it's kind of interesting it's in the more the vein of like the uh Buffy continuation or the X-Files continuation where the showrunners Uh, acknowledge that comics is a medium where you can continue the story but you don't necessarily need to spend all the money to animate stuff so spend all the money do harmonic convergence because (laughs) Zuko and Aang are just going to kind of wander around and argue for a little bit in a couple of different stories which we love because we love these characters but I can't say that they stand alone as comics in the sense that this one doesn't make me care about the characters as much as it um, sort of revolves. The first, the promise revolved around the relationship between Aang and Zuko, and this one definitely revolves around the relationship
1: between Zuko and Azula. It's adding to your knowledge. It's adding yeah. to the Avatar wiki page.
0: Exactly. It's taking your what mind. Was what was your head canon and making it real
1: canon, so <laughs> you could win arguments. It's it's mm-hmm. destroying all fan fiction in a way. Right.
2: Wasn't this initially supposed to be a movie I remember hearing a while ago?
1: I would believe that. We'll have yeah. to try and hunt that information down at some point. Yeah, I'm, just,
2: I'm looking – actually, I see it now on Wikipedia that uh, serves somebody, some site sources. Um Hypeable? Um, apparently like the, you know, DiMartino and Konietzko, uh, had pitched as a 90 minute animated movie. Now I could see that really working, but then what happened is I guess Legend of Korra got a 26, uh, episode <laughs> thing instead. So I they guess had, to, made they had to do that
1: whole other show.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I can't see Where them we, ever going back to it. So is, I guess the is, comic book form is the way to go.
2: Does it say
0: that's just the search or is that all three of these? I think the I think, the, I think it was the search search altogether. specifically.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which would have been fun because it would have been all the spirit world stuff that we eventually got in book two of Korra. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, Dave, why don't you take us into and, and, and give us our summary of, of what went down in the search? Hopefully people have read it. If you haven't, maybe stop now. Pick it up. Yeah. I, where can, can you get it on Dark Horse? Do they have a digital – uh,
0: ding, Dark Horse ding. has its own digital app. I don't know.
1: Not Comixology, unfortunately. Correct. They're not
0: on the Comixology bandwagon. Bastards. They have their own digital app. And uh, I don't know if the Avatar books have been included in that. I know for the promise they weren't. I have not checked for the search. So that would probably be something that I can do after I give you this summation. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We'll tell you where to pick <laughs> up book. Please listen to
1: the whole thing.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yes, be aware that from here on out uh, we will tell you what happened to Zuko's mom. So... If you don't know that and you would like to find out the way the creators intended you to, (laughs) aka not on Republic City Dispatch, but here we go. So, really quick summary. After the promise and the establishment of Udao, Fire Lord Zuko finally decides to find the truth about his mother Ursa with Team Avatar and his crazy sister Azula. In dual flashback structure, we see how Ursa came to the Fire Nation and the history behind Fire Lord Ursa's distrust of his eldest son. Team Avatar and the Fire siblings head into a spirit forest where they happen across a bee-vomiting wolf spirit who is the herald of the Mother of Faces, who also happens to be Ko's mother, who had secretly put Ursa and her long-lost love into the spirit witness protection program by giving them entirely new faces and allowing them to live a simple life as a theater troupe. Boom. That's how That's, they pitched you, this comic. Yeah. That was,
1: <laughs> that was succinct. I applaud you.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Well, there's a whole, there's a whole head fake in the second issue where they try to make you think that Zuko was never Fire Lord Ozai's uh, son, which is an interesting thing to do in the second act of a yearly story that it takes like four months for act three to come out because (laughs) Tumblr was all alight with false spoilers, which uh, was an interesting couple of months. And then, you know, I... For those of us who are reading along with it, we lived a couple of months thinking that, you know, even if Korra got to Fire Lord Zuko, he may not be, or, you know, related to the Fire Lord line we thought. But then they wrapped it all up at the end, which is sort of what makes this, I think, a slightly weaker
1: story than The Promise, Hmm. even if it's more relatable than The Promise was. Uh, Oddly enough, The Promise. I mean, it seemed like the search would have higher stakes because we're finding a personal connection here. We're on the hunt for truth about um, the characters we love, their lives. Um, And yet the promise seems to have more going on just because maybe it's a scale issue. Um, The search for me – was was not as compelling as as the promise and and the reveals didn't seem as impactful. I actually really liked a lot of the flashbacks with Ursa um and just what her life was like, you know, being plucked out by the fire lord and married off and you know, torn romance and all that stuff. But oddly enough the 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 material with the characters that we know really well didn't really work for me as well.
2: I thought the more personal story here worked better for me. I actually enjoyed the flashbacks as well, just to kind of get a sense of who Ursa was and to, I don't know, to get another instance of the Fire Nation being despicable. Um, So there's that, and I loved just finally seeing Zuko come to terms with who he is and who his mother is and i think i actually didn't expect it to go so supernatural on us like the fact that her face is literally stolen and that her memories are literally taken away at one point um, <laughs> it gets pretty weird it gets yeah. kind of weird and very soap opery um but yeah i was fine with it i think the final reunion was very nice um i just it feels really safe in a way that i was surprised by um, and maybe we'll see more of this if we ever see zuko in you cora know, at some point
1: well, I think it feels safe because at the end of the day, it's still catering right. to a younger audience than the maturity level of Korra or, mm-hmm. I mean, even the finale of Airbender. It doesn't have that kind of momentum. I do think we gain a lot. You know, the, the comic was written by um, a guy named Gene Lewin Yang um, mm-hmm. who just wrote these two comics that are really great, these two companion graphic novels called Boxers and Saints, which is about the Boxer Rebellion. Um, and he's done a lot of uh, bio. Biographical, autobiographical writing mm-hmm. um, about his own life and Chinese descent, um, and and I think he has a real grasp on culture and family and and character in that way, and that really enhances these books. I mean, these feel like people, especially in the promise. I think where Ang is weighing real moral options about what to do, about another brewing war, about his friends who might be enemies. It's a little shadier. Um, and i think that's why for me the ursa material ends up being so strong seeing people ravaged by you know the the government or how how the kingdom works that you can your entire life can be changed when you are in the crosshairs of a monarchy, or, or the, the Fire Lord, um, and and what that really means on an emotional level. So that's why that really works for me. And uh, you're, I agree with you. I'm surprised that it kind of spun into this supernatural tale with the mm-hmm. mother of faces. You know, I wonder if it's just like, man, the, f- the fans love Ko. You know, every time there's an, <laughs> a question mark in, especially when Cora, when we started talking about Cora, book one, Amon, how many times were people like, it's got to be Ko the face stealer? Go the face dealer. It's got to be. You know, people just love that character for something. He's the Boba Fett of um of the he of is. the Avatar mythology.
0: And he got Sarlacc pit off in an online game, which is when he met Aang again. But that's neither here nor
1: there. Oh, yeah. Oh. My, yeah. Exactly. And and then we can't resist bringing it back to that in some way. Um. And it's a little demented the way it plays out here. And I think it, you know, the the going supernatural angle at the end of the search really kind of takes away from what Zuko's going through, what Azula's going through. I think Azula's path on this comic is a little trite. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't really understand what she wants in this comic. I mean, I know that she's kind of wound up by her mother and maybe not having a mother figure in her life, someone who abandoned her. She's kind of sadistic in that way, obviously. She's crazy. Um, but I don't really understand at the end of the day what she wants, why she wants to kill her mom, and then why she kind of storms off at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is weird to me because Jin Yang uh, pulled out like a traditional hero's journey for the first two issues where, you know, like everybody has their call and everybody has the rejection of their call. And everybody goes into the spirit forest and everyone realizes they can't fight the spirits and everything. And then he deus ex machina is the end of it. Very literally, the spirits of the gods of this world, and it just sort of felt like I don't know. It almost felt to me like if the search was like a five parter, that maybe there could have been a little bit more nuance to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the uh cliffhanger that they wanted to end part two on, and the what part three has to wrap up not only part the first two issues but everything we were told in the series, um, it sort of makes it feel a little bit rushed to me. But I am happy that you know, they don't discard the character of the mother at the end of this. Like I was expecting this to be, you know, sort of like he finds his mother's grave and, you know, is able to let go and realize he could be his own person. But it goes, it goes the completely opposite direction where he ends, you know, sort of with the family that actually loves him for who he is, which I don't know, it might show why they didn't, we didn't get to Zuko. In Korra Because I imagine mm-hmm. that would change him to be a completely different type of leader because now he, you know, his sort of raw pain. He's got his honor back. He's got his mother back. Like what's interesting about
2: Fire Lord Zuko at this point? He has nothing to be emo about, I guess. Yeah. Unless, unless, let me (laughs) spin you guys a story here, uh, because he just kind of helped his mother, who was exiled, uh, kind of get her face back, and now everybody knows who she is. So imagine there's some like random Fire Nation assassin who's like, "Oh man, like this is we were supposed to take this woman out, or we were supposed to back on the map or something." Yeah, exactly. Like imagine her getting killed at some point, or something happening to her because he outed her. And her secret. So how, I don't know. Maybe how Ursa got her face back. That's yeah. <laughs>
0: that's that's the
2: important thing. Now she's pretty again. Now she's pretty, not plain. I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it, this is this is weird. I, like it's weird to me that now the comics is where we're going to get our Aang stories since our connection to the Avatar line has been broken. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for all seasons of Korra as well. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's weird to you know see somebody who's as physically uh hilarious as Saka being reduced to comic panels when really i think a lot of his comedy physically works better in animation um, not that the art in these isn't, you know, animation worthy. And in some cases, it ha- makes use of better perspectives than the series ever did. Especially right, right. when the mother faces starts rising out of her lagoon and whatnot. It's a, um, a sort of a degree of size that is uh, hard to pin down. Which would be hard to do in animation. Because you'd have to do it like straight on just to save money. So, stuff like that or the uh, wolf vomiting bees that sort of... <laughs> Those are good
1: comic ideas. Whatever uh, whatever
2: happened then, to the wolf?
1: I thought the wolf around. was a little strange that, yeah, yeah, he was a big part of it and he was, you know, antagonized. Let's do some
2: okay, and then let's step away. He yeah, disappears. He's
0: the, he's the silver surfer to the Mother Faces Galactus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. He's
0: the he's the herald. He shows up and that's where she's going to show up. And I don't know why that's it's important. Thing.
2: It just is. It's just yeah. cool.
1: Well, that's that's I- what I wanted to ask you guys because I feel like we're concentrating a lot on the third part of the search when answers start coming and the mother faces and all it starts getting crazy town. But these first two issues, I mean, were they were they interesting enough? I mean, I, I think it kind of mm-hmm. rides on the Zuko Azula dynamic. Uh, Aang and, and Katara and Sokka take a back seat mm-hmm. a little bit to. You know, this relationship trying to make – trying to let Azula be out without a leash Um, because she can't be leashed. Uh, And they have a – Devinder, you were talking about – just wanting to see Azula, like if we ever got to Azula in the movies, perhaps, mm-hmm. or just like seeing her be independent and be a character that can be on an adventure that maybe exactly. she kind on of be own. like uh, Loki in the Thor movies or something. But Somebody I don't know if she achieves that here. Somebody
2: hate, uh, she I mean, I, I could see what they're going for here, right? Because they, they unshackle her. Now she's part of the team. She kind of replaces Toph, I guess, which, by the way, tragic. Just tragic. <laughs> yeah, impossible. Spot. Um, but I, I think there's a lot of potential in those stories, but we... We don't see much happening here. It's just her being crazy, her acting irrational and her wanting to kill her mommy. So uh, whatever they were trying to go for feels that, uh, drastically reduced. But I think Azula as a character just on her own is incredibly interesting. Like, I hope we get some side story stuff with her down the line, because you can imagine her trying to come to terms with, you know, all the terrible things she does. Like, maybe at some point she earns a conscience. I don't know. Because right now, the series and this comic really sells the idea that, you know, you look at Zuko, you look at Azula, uh, Azula, and one of them is clearly derived from their mother, and one of them is clearly derived from their crazy father. And I wish there was something more to Azula than that.
1: It'd be interesting if, Avatar could have multiple comic books kind of running at once, right.
2: or or have
1: a, a monthly comic where you could sidestep and follow. You know, at the end of this comic, Azula walks off. I I, I also like that you said Azulo, and I thought, like, yeah. oh, is that the male conjugation? Oh. I, flashback to Spanish lessons or something. <laughs> um, but you know, Azula walks off, and you, you know, wonder what's happening. But are we going to follow Zuko and his mm-hmm. mom and the Ang Gang? Um, Aang. Do people call it that? <laughs> um, they should. They should. <laughs> that's like That's great. Uh, or are we going to maybe have like a one-off issue with Azula and, and her adventures? And you wish there could be multiple plates in the air perhaps with, right. with these comics. And it would be better because I wanted more Aang and I wanted more Katara Tsaka. And I want all these other characters and stuffing them all into a graphic novel ends up being – Kind of difficult, you know, even even the flashback stuff, which I was the most interested in Mm -hmm. um, could be its own independent line that kind of converges comic book style, you know, later down the line. But I guess you can't do that with this particular brand.
2: I guess this is sort of like the difference between American animation now and, like, Japanese series, right? Because if this was a Japanese series, they would be milking the crap out of this just on every level, right? More toys, more figures, more comics, more side stories, whatever. Um, Does manga do that? I mean – Manga tends – like, manga, it depends. Like, when you have a series like Genesis Evangelion or something, right, they've – you know, remastered that several times on DVD. They're basically redoing the entire series now through a series of movies. Like, you know, Japanese studios know how to really milk their properties, maybe to a point where it's dangerous because uh, some series, like Berserk and One Piece, like those series have gone on for, you know, over a decade, for very, very long times in the comic form. So I I kind of wish that, uh, I don't know, maybe Nickelodeon or maybe like, we see more happening within this universe because I think it's just as rich as like the X-Men universe or something like that. Right. Um, I would love to see something devoted specifically to uh, Aang and Katara and just their relationship. Like give me something. You want a romance to, like, comment? A little comic. romance. You want, like you a, want the Mary think. Jane book. If you guys ever saw um, or read his and her circumstances, which is this great mm. uh, Japanese uh, teen romance novel, but it's um it's by the guy who directed Evangelion. So it's like this guy who has clearly been so kind of disturbed and lonely all his life, finding love. I think it'd be really cool to have like just a small story showing us how Aang and Katara kind of got together, and maybe showing us their like the various stages of their relationships, it, there's just so much more we could see. Like, what? what is Toph doing? Like, maybe Azul and Toph can go off and have some side stories together. Whoa. I don't know.
1: You're, you're blowing my mind here. Yes. Well, Dave, Dave probably knows better than I here, but this reminds me of, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty big into the DC animation, the, the one-off sure. movies they do mm-hmm. in the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've always struggled with deviating from – the popular, uh, you know, they have to make Superman movies and they have to make Batman movies. And when they can put them together, even better. Um, but mm-hmm. then they'll make something like a Green Lantern movie or Wonder Woman one off. And those kind of blow up in their faces. They don't hit as hard. And uh, DC Warner Brothers doesn't want them to make them. Uh, so they end up having to stick a lot to the big characters and the big plot lines and things that converge everybody and i wonder if dark horse and nickelodeon end up running into this problem it's like mm-hmm. we could mine a lot from the mythology could there star are a lot wars, of options yeah. yeah and and but yeah that's that's the interesting parallel probably because star wars has really gone in every direction in every type of medium and right. really really dug it out or is avatar more like dc superheroes where it's like we have to keep going back to these big characters like every comic book has to have Aang and it has to have Katara and Sokka, you know, and, and maybe Zuko. And we just have to keep telling these adventure stories because there's not too many, you know, people won't pick up the Toph Azula mm-hmm. buddy comedy book. Um, but Dave, maybe that maybe comics works differently than that because DC, you know, they'll put out Animal Man and maybe that that'll be <laughs> critically acclaimed and. You know, but do people buy it? I mean, can comics take more chances? Star Star Wars is certainly evidence that they can.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely these comics could stand to take more chances because it has an active series that's feeding into it. And I don't know about you guys, but trying to buy these things is really hard. You have to find, like, mm-hmm. the day it comes out and you have to get there within, like, the day it comes out or they're all gone and they have this to be reordered. This is the comics
2: industry faces as a whole, too. Like, this is all ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but I would
0: lo- I would think that, you know, if they, before they did these very thematic uh, three part series, they did, you know, the Lost Adventures of Avatar, that was the Aang group, you know, given to a few different artists to sort of bounce around in a vaguely comic way. But now that they've turned serious, I would love to see, and I think that, you know, the sales of these comics could support it, something like a. Uh, you know, we'd go back and we'd see Avatar Roku do an adventure and, you know, mm-hmm. we'd go back and we'd see – That's
1: seriously what I would – I would die for that because like I think why I love the flashbacks the most is the same reason we really got caught up in season or book one of of Korra. We just love being displaced and seeing how the environments change. Time becomes the biggest character, the biggest factor of storytelling in in the Avatar mythology. Like we love these characters but – Uh, you know twisting the world through um, jumps backwards and forwards in time does so much for the storytelling
0: yeah i'd like to see them go backwards more than i'd like to see them go forward like i'm more interested in avatars before when is juan gonna get his own
1: comic book
0: yeah Yeah, see, that's the weird thing, is it would sort of feel like a cheat to me if, you know, all of a sudden we had comic books where Aang was discovering one, and it's like, uh... It's <laughs> just like, that's the sort of thing where, you know, as somebody who's read a couple of comic seasons of Buffy, uh, Joss Whedon himself had a very mm-hmm. difficult time with the first season not going comic book crazy, and, you know, there were giants, and there were, yes. like, hundreds of slayers, and there were yeah. Japanese vampires, and it sort of all went out, and they... hate the fandom sort of reacted and so since then they've managed to hew it down something closer to what the original Buffy series was and that's what I would like the Avatar universe to do is see what makes you really what what stories really need to be told in this universe like I know that the search did and so in that sense I'm happy that I got it but maybe outside of Aang, uh there's specific character stories that need to be told and focus more on that and less more on building this gigantic world where they're trying to build like a unified thing and everything's Aang and Zuko going through their own personal problems. Right. But the
1: problem is, I mean, is the search ultimately fulfilling for you because this is not necessarily a creator-driven project or it's more of a creator-driven project than something that's – than, than – um, an enterprise that would entertain multiple ideas and multiple stories and lots of small characters going on their own adventures you know you would end up um, bringing in a lot of different creators and different opinions into the fold and it feels like less of uh, a break extension perhaps whereas the search definitely does um, but again does the search end up diluting the story that we really like is or is the also um, you know are the answers fulfilling to you
0: I'm going to say, I mean, I needed to know. I needed to know (laughs) the answers that this story provided. So in that sense, I should shut up and just be happy that I know it's it's yeah it's weird because you get this idea that Brian and Mike are really into their show and really into their world and so into their show and their world that it's when it's taking like nine months to animate an episode they're just sitting down and talking about their world and why this came from and what the history of this is so it's sort of like these comics are like our peek into the appendices of the tv series Mm -hmm. and it'd be really interesting to see if they become their own thing or if they're happy just staying the appendices i think
1: i'm curious just to kind of wrap up on the comic book there was like a part of it um this couple or not a couple the, the sister and brother the brother without his face and the sister who's trying to help him what did you how, how did you read that is that like filler for you or mm-hmm. I, there's, I i hate comic books that have filler especially right. graphic novels that have to hit a certain page count Um well
2: it, 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 they're clearly trying to do this whole family relationship thing, right? The brother and sister bond, and it felt a little, a little much, I guess, because they're clearly they're hammering it home with the. Uh, they do a, have that panel where they're like
1: brother and sister, yes. brother and sister,
2: exactly. brother and sister. <laughs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to that to that effect, it was a little superfluous, but you know, we needed the guy there to kind of tie back into Co. So at that point, it was kind. of I
1: cool, do like I that he didn't have a face.
0: Yeah, that's a cool design. I could see why that design was enough.
1: I mean, do do you think that the art justifies these books enough? I'm I'm curious about that too because I'd love to see these comics maybe take a bigger leap artistically. They get um, you know, they get an uh, a big Japanese studio to kind of make it look exactly like the cartoons, but maybe mm-hmm. they could take uh, a bigger leap.
0: Uh, I mean, that's I I think they're stretching a little bit. Uh like I was saying with the a lot of the mother face of stuff, and then earlier with the siege of you Dao in the promise um, there's certain things that comic can comics can do with scale that it's harder to do in animation because of the way things move in perspective, and you got to draw all mm-hmm. those frames and it sort of blows so I would be happy to see stuff like that i mean, but where it does fail is it's because it has to stick to these pre-character designs. It doesn't get to do a lot of the cool designing things. Like, okay, Azula has blue lightning and Zuko is the Fire Lord, so he's covered in red, but never is there one panel where it's red versus blue that takes over the entire page and, you know, sort of becomes something other than the story they're telling. So it's it's sort of trapped into an animated storytelling way in a sense that, the comic when it does things like brother sister brother sister it comes off really obvious and not mm-hmm. really something like a storytelling design like an alan moore comic or something does which i think might be me asking too much mm-hmm. <laughs> from this because like i said it's just sort of functioning as an appendices but i i could see where you're coming from patches that it would be fun to let the story and the design sort of exist in the same place somehow
1: it might mm-hmm. be it might be me being too demanding but the problem is i mean it. It is Avatar entering the comics medium, so it has to contend with the best of comics. So you have standards and as comic readers. I mean it it does have moments. I think there might be a big like – I don't think it's a splash page, but certainly there's some cool lightning fire action going on. But they do – I think they have one splash page in the third episode where it's like a big kind of painterly picture of of the mother of faces swirling towards Zuko and his mom. Uh, with opera writing yeah. in the background that's that's cool that's starting to expand take take hold of the medium in a way that most of the comic does not actually
2: mm-hmm.
0: well i also gotcha. wanted to say corrections department within the episode i kept saying zuko figured out his little secret thing at the end of issue two that's at the end of issue one please don't write angry yes.
1: emails <laughs> <I
2: apologize. laughs> sorry i've falling.
1: already turned off the it's podcast and i'm leaving my angry comment
2: um, yeah <sighs> Yeah, I I, I, I can't help but think that this would have actually worked a lot better for me as a TV movie mm. or something like that. Um, I love yeah I love seeing the series stay alive in comics, but you know just like Buffy and just like other things, the comics always seem like you know they can't do anything else. So here here are some static pictures, you know, in a story, <laughs> and I I feel like I want to see these things moving, and I also want to see like them kind of. I don't know, try to do the series. Honestly, this probably wouldn't have happened, but I want to see like a, a slightly higher budget uh 2D animated movie in the Avatar universe. So maybe something with the Korra world at this point. Um, I want to see that happen because chorus animation has been great, although we've talked about how the newer studio has been kind of inconsistent. Um, but I want to see like the stuff visualized with the amount of detail I'm used to in anime films. Um, I was just rewatching clips from uh, the Escaflone movie, which is highly problematic. Incredibly like it's all over the place, but the, just the animation alone in that movie kind of makes you drool, and I wish we could see something like that in the Avatar world at some point.
1: I mean, it's about kineticism. It's about energy, and it's hard Mm -hmm. to replicate that on the page, especially when you know these images from animation. You know, in the case of like Buffy or X-Files, we don't know them as as drawn, illustrated figures, but we kind of already know that.
0: I want to say, I want to stop you. Say it's hard to show that on the page because it mm-hmm. really isn't. Ever since like the first Captain America comics, where it's just like, just show them in motion all the time and like pay attention to the flow of the entire page and mm-hmm. how your characters are positioned onto it it's just an extra bit that i'm not sure the story lends itself to although bending really lends itself to it
1: well it's not an like, action driven story the search is very much like a mystery tale yeah um yeah. but it's probably not moody enough to be like maybe this could have been the avatar noir that someone wanted i i would have wanted that <laughs> i want it um but it wasn't it doesn't really have the gravity or the or the mood to to be that fully, so have to rely on bending.
2: Action. had a lot of Avatar Noir
1: to it, so that's true. Don't close. stomp on Korra's ground. We got ground. a
2: whole, we got a whole Mako uh,
0: does a detective scam yep. this season. Yep. So it's that's definitely seems to be where Korra is going. I wish that uh, the Avatar universe uh, or the Ang universe, with where its current furthest point ahead was, was concerning itself more with tone and less with hero's journey again. That would be fun. Do little tonal offshoots. To like patches was saying. Yeah. We're all asking for the same thing.
1: We all want. But we. I think we're satisfied by the search. It it fills a void for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But and and there's more to come. So to to end this episode, blind predictions, totally blind. Boleyn's gonna die. I'm already guessing that's DaVinci's answer to this question. But um, <laughs> you know that I think the book ends with coming in March. Aang uncovers a terrible secret. In dun, dun, dun. the rift,
2: what is it? <laughs> what a vague? Toph back. What Toph is back from what I can tell from the cover
0: for the rift. So. She
1: is in the yeah. front lifting yeah. some yeah. stones. Who's
0: rifting? Who's on the other side of the rift from Aang
1: Yeah, what rift? What's happening? What's what? What terrible secrets are there left to unlock? I wonder I if it just... has to do with Zuko's mother. I mean, we kind of end at the she. She's going to tell a story, right? Or is she just going to go over this whole history that we've kind of seen in flashback again? Is she out of the picture?
0: Uh, I see my big question now as it pertains to Korra is what's the name of Zuko's granddaughter? Is it Azula or is it Ursa? Because, you know, it's one of those two names because he (laughs) he is a he loves the woman in his life because his dad's a dick. (sighs) Oh, yeah. But I don't know plot wise where we go from here, where the rift is. Uh, If Aang's discovering a terrible secret, Uh, man,
1: there's a statue behind him. What have we not? In this one uh, preview mm-hmm. picture, I gotta I gotta get to that page. It looks like <laughs> yeah, uh, a soldier. It actually looks like a Middle Earth statue when they're like sailing boats down. I don't know my Tolkien well enough to know what reference I'm actually making, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, like it's
0: uh, no, you're talking about the guys in the pass from Fellowship. Mm-hmm. That yes. Take the yeah. I got you. Well, let's, let's see. It looks like the team avatars together in that cover, so I'm going to guess that the rift might be between Zuko again. It seems like that's where they like to have their rifts. Oh, but, uh, Although yeah, I wouldn't be surprised
2: knows. if Zuko doesn't have much of a role in that one, because they're bringing Toph back in, and I don't know. Can't Do you think they're
0: going to kill Iroh off in the comics, since we know he gets the spirit he world passes
2: away and i feel
1: like he went gently you know or actually yeah. he went willingly Drinking right tea. didn't we learn yeah, he, that he kind of yes, stepped yes. into yeah the he just
0: meditated out of his body and left it there to rot he
1: was like peace yep uh, i i imagine the <laughs> rift it might be a physical rift like you could have a rift in the earth earth benders toff is lifting up stones i don't know Ooh. i guess we'll find out in march yeah we'll probably talk about it like eight years later <laughs> um I think that about wraps things up on the search. Thanks everyone for tuning back in. Oh, and just a reminder before we sign out, um you know, we're still on iTunes. We're still looking for subscriptions and ratings and reviews and your feedback um trying to get more people to listen, you know. I don't know if um binge listening is a thing since binge watching is a thing, but it totally had, is a thing. Okay, yeah. good. Well, we have an entire collection of uh Cora Book 1 and Book 2 episodes for your listening and and for your friends who love Avatar and Korra, who haven't for some reason – I don't understand why – have not subscribed to the podcast. So check us out on iTunes and we're on – And don't forget
2: the last airbender commentary. That was fun. That's That's true. true. That was
1: fun. That will live forever unlike M. Night Shyamalan's film. Uh, which teased <laughs> I can Azula? Imagine
2: him <laughs> listening to that to like, oh, these guys must love my movie. Let's hear what they think about you it. You
1: don't think he listens to it every night before he goes yeah, to bed? I imagine cry. he would. He
2: Prides himself to sleep.
1: Um, so again, iTunes. We're on uh, Tumblr at republiccitydispatch.com dot com. You can reblog this uh, episode and and send it out to fans. Um, and we really appreciate all your support this past season and and with everything we do. So thank you. Uh, why don't we tell people where they can find us on the internet, Davindra?
2: Sure. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash I write about technology at venturebeat.com and I also podcast about movies and TV at slashfilm.com. Dave.
0: I'm DA7E on Twitter. Read about superhero movie news at latino-review.com and do a, a twice-weekly podcast about movies and pop, pop culture at com with Matt Patches.
1: And I am Matt Patches. I write on the internet about pop culture, mostly movies. Uh, and I try and put everything I do on mattpatches.com, which is my Tumblr. And as Dave mentioned, we do another podcast called fightinginthewarroom.com, right? Uh, and that's on iTunes. And it's all about pop culture. And you can subscribe.
0: Everybody who's listening to this podcast and is missing Miss Joanna Robinson, she'll be back with us next season. Ooh. But tweeted her, tweeted her, and ask her why she doesn't read comics. That'll really make her mad.
1: <laughs> she did read the search in anticipation of this, so she could probably field questions.
0: She works yes. at a bookstore, so I think it'd be funny if everybody asks her, like, if she's illiterate. That she like really hates a certain type of. So that's quit your J Rob on Twitter. Go go bugger for us. You're
2: just stirring crap
0: up. <laughs> I like I like bugging Joanna.
1: It's a good way to live. (laughs) The search for Joanna's answers On the comic Uh, Well until next time, farewell